Hi, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to talk about lapidary saw equipment, basic use and maintenance. Now if you'd like to get this in a written format, you can go to our blog at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com and you can also find us on other social media. So, let's get right into it. The proper use of lapidary equipment can increase the safety of users and the lifespan of the equipment and of the supplies. Now the supplies, I would say, consist of the belts, the saw blades, grinding wheels, things like this. It can also decrease injuries, it can decrease equipment failure, and that helps prevent non-productive time, and it helps save on operation costs. So my disclaimer this is a general guide always refer to the manufacturers operation maintenance and safety manual and follow all the recommended personal safety precautions make sure that you do what they recommend for maintenance and operation as stated with the manufacturers owner manual this guide that I'm going to talk about today and that we've published on our on our uh, blog is for information purposes only and we're not responsible for anything you do with your equipment. So let's get right into it. Trim saws and use. You know trim saws are really handy when you have uh, slabs that you're cutting with typically we've marked them with an oval or another shape that we've chosen and all that other material outside of the marked area is uh, gotta be removed so instead of using the grinder for a long long time eating up the grinding wheel we use a trim saw and the trim saw is trimmed off in little straight cuts around our drawn out uh, chosen um, ge you know geometrical shape which typically is an oval maybe maybe a circle but you can do squares and hearts so you just trim those off and that way it reduces the time to grind the desired shape now Trim saws often use water to cool the blade. Sometimes oil can be used, but due to the hands-on use of a trim saw, oil is really too messy and should be avoided in most cases. Little note of safety, don't work around oil without or water or any of these things without eye protection and respirator. Also be aware of sparks and fire danger when dealing with oil. Now, you always want to make sure that you have water in your saw basin. Make sure to turn the saw on and check that the water is dripping off the blade before you cut any rock. You want to see a light stream of water shooting off of the blade. And uh, this is going to keep the rock and the blade cool as well as clean the blade and the cut rock material bits out of the saw and off of the rock. Now pushing hard on that blade is going to wear that blade down faster. You're going to hear the noise get louder. As that noise gets louder, you may see a spark or two, and that is you are causing the diamond solder to be removed prematurely as you create more friction and heat. Listen to your blade. It should be a nice light sound. Um, you'll get used to it. You'll understand that that is the cutting sound, and when you push too hard, uh, it will get louder. You will see the blade slow down, and you will know that you are damaging your blade and pushing too hard. Just let the blade do the work. Now when you're done, keep any of the bits that you can use of the cut-off rock for other projects and dispose of the rest. 
rinse and clean the deck, or you could also call it the top of the unit, and replace the water if it's becoming cloudy. If you're using an additive such as a cutting fluid, you can drain it into a bucket through a cheesecloth that has been placed on the top. The cheesecloth can be secured with a wire, a bungee, or you could cut out a lid of another bucket and just cut a hole in it so that it could still attach and hold the cloth in place. Another method is just let the bucket set for a while and then when the sediments go to the bottom you can pour the cleaner uh, water that has the um, the cutting solution in it off on the top. Otherwise if you're just using water um, you you can always just get a fresh bucket of water. Now always drain your saw basins and dry the blade when you're done for the night. And in fact back to that bucket cleaning. I didn't put this in the blog but you know you don't want to just dump that water down the drain. You definitely want to get the solids out of there by letting them settle in a bucket or straining them out because you will clog up your drains if you just dump that down your drain. So um, so it's always best to drain the saw basins every night and dry off the blade. You know, pat it dry with a rag. Make sure the unit's off and secure and unplugged before you do that. And then uh, if the basin top lifts, you know, dry the, sa the, the saw and the basin. Leaving the water in overnight is going to cause your saw to rust and shorten its life. So we talked about trim saws there, basically. Let's talk about larger saws. Larger saws are going to be for cutting rocks into slabs and for cutting rocks into other basic shapes for desired projects. Make sure the basin has a proper level of water or oil. In most cases, with the larger rocks, we're probably going to use oil. The blade should be dripping with oil as you turn, and the bottom of the blade should be in the oil or the water. Add more water or oil as needed, depending on what you're using. If your saw has an oil distribution pump, make sure that it's operating and adjust as needed after your rock is securely in place, remember to use gloves, eye, and respiratory protection. It's also good to have some oil cleanup material available in case of a drip or a spill. You could typically get these at um, hardware stores or automotive. Some people just use uh, cat litter and things of that sort. Just make sure you're following all the laws and regulations in your area. When placing your rock in a vise, be sure to cut it where your rock will stick out from the vise so that you can make the slabs that you want to cut or the piece that you want to cut. Make sure your vise will not be cut by the saw blade. Sounds kind of simple, but it's something we got to think about. Every saw is different, but with my 24-inch saw, about four turns of the vise knob equals about a quarter inch. Make sure the rock will safely stick out for the number of slabs you wish to cut. You can get a tape measure too and see how many slabs am I going to get and then you've got an idea. It's good to have a variety, in fact it's necessary, to have a variety of wood wedges and sizes to make good contact between the saw vise and the rock that's going to be cut. Carefully place the shims as needed around your rock so the vise is touching in several areas. Rocks need at least three contact points on each side of the vise. As you tighten the vise, Pull the rock vigorously. Make sure it's tight. Make sure it won't move or turn. Be safe. Go back and tighten the vise after you've successfully done this uh, pull test. Do it one more time. If a rock does slip, it can and likely will destroy your blade. Large saw blades 
are several hundred dollars to replace. A rock slipping could cause serious damage to safety of anybody in the area as well. So you want to keep that in mind. Make sure the blade is not touching the rock before you start uh, the unit. So you pull the rock back from the blade and turn the blade to ensure that it's free and not touching. Recheck each time you go and cut another slab or piece off of your rock that's mounted in the vise. Always stay with the saw when it's cutting. If a rock slips or jumps or jams, you might be able to reduce the damage by shutting the unit off as soon as something sounds wrong. When you're done, throw away those rock bits and unwanted pieces. Save the ones that can be used. I find that kitty litter in a bucket or in a wooden box is a great place to put freshly cut pieces. Let them sit in there for a while and that helps remove the oil. You may want to wash your slabs in a special material, in, you know, in all the cut pieces in a bucket. And that way you don't damage or scratch your sink. I find Simple Green works pretty well for this. Belt speed should probably be set to the slower speeds in most cases, especially for harder materials. Plus, it helps the blade to last longer. So those are the two basic types of saws that we have. We're going to talk real briefly about a couple specialty saws. Drop saws are great for cutting your rock into thicker block-type shapes, such as for bookends or spheres. They follow the same basic guidelines as the larger saws. Now, a rock rascal, or a really thin bladed saw, is usually for cutting turquoise or other more valuable materials where you don't want to waste the material on a thicker saw blade because it's just too precious. Follow the guide for the trim saw and all the other saws, but these blades will get bent or warped or damaged very easily, so a soft touch is mandatory. I hope this general guide will help you be safe and thrifty and just help you have a longer life for your lapidary equipment. Please let us know if you'd like to add any of your ideas to this article. Um, you can check out our website at http um, double dot backslash backslash radicalrocks8 at wixsite.com backslash website. And you can look up our podcast at Radical Racks, which you've probably already found it because you're here now. Or you can look for our YouTube and social media just by looking up Radical Rocks. Thanks again. This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks.